Oh, yes, yeah, we'll be quite original when your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sassy and yeah. saucy, the Emperor is. Games, video 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 games. It's March 27th, 2009, and poverty leads to wizardom. This is the second Idle Thumbs Conf Grenade, and I'm Chris Remo. And I am Jake Rodkin. And today we are joined by our good buddy, Bronstring Merrick Bronstring. Bronstring Merrick Bronstring. Who you met, I hey, think, the up? other day. Yeah. American Bronstring. American Bronstring. Also, uh, our other awesome dude, Alex Ashby, <laughs> a longtime thumb as well. Yes. What do you do in the world? I make games. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I make games. <laughs> hey. Hey. How about you, Bronstring, Merrick, and I, I make games. Okay. Wow, this sounds like an alcoholic anonymous sort of <laughs> uh, gathering here. My I'm name Bron is BM Bronstring, and I make games. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So that's what those guys do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've been at GDC. Yeah, I guess real quickly we should, I think some people have seen maybe our front page on allthumbs.net, but we made a crazy newspaper and have been distributing it at GDC. Already? <laughs> 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 uh, no, I feel like we've been down this path before. Yeah. But uh, yeah. We made a newspaper. But in fact, it's only the first time. <laughs> uh, we, made, <laughs> we made a newspaper on... Uh, Actually, just a few days ago, we actually only finished it, and <clears throat> because it's a newspaper, you can turn those things around really quickly, so we did that, and Jake was the main designer on that thing, with assistance from, with artwork by a another guy who was involved with them for quite a while, uh, Steve Zivadinovich. Say that again? Zivadinovich. One He's going to tell me that's entirely wrong now, but it's, I think it is Zivadinovich. <laughs> All right. I, you're hardcore for saying or that. Or Zivadinovich. Oh. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's a divergent, emergent path there. So uh, either one of those is well, fine. Yeah, it's a good collection of... It's a cool thing. It contains some lies and some actual news, maybe, and some some blog fodder from from Merrick's Games Law blog and Duncan Fife's uh, Hit Self-Destruct blog. Who and is, Steve's and, Fulbright. And Steve's Fulbright blog. Our, uh, our listeners slash readers are going to be able to see this at uh, any point. Yeah, I think um, probably... At least by the end of the show or by the end of this week. Uh, we'll or, put a PDF up. Yeah, we'll try to get one up by the time we do our next regular non-GDC episode. And we're hoping we'll also have a way to get allow people to get a hold of a physical copy at some point. Yeah. Probably a limited number of those, but... You know, draw a cyborg or... <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, we keep forgetting to announce the cyborg winners. You won. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. Um, we'll tell you who you are in a few days. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you can solve that mystery. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so that happened. So the newspaper was pretty crazy. It was actually really cool. Um, although, although some of the materials repurposed from blogs, a good deal of it was written expressly for the paper. And obviously it was laid out expressly as a newspaper. And it was really cool and weird uh, working on something and laying out something that is that was purely intended for print. Like we'll put a PDF out, but it's definitely a print publication and it's fucking hardcore so, and awesome. Yeah, if you wish to read, for instance, Populous Thanks Molyneux for Video Game uh, Honor. That, <laughs> exactly. that, that's, that's an article. Yeah. Or the Duke of Newcomb. The, the Duke yeah. of Newcomb, yeah. yes. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that for a tantalizing look? I'm tantalized. Hmm. And I'm satisfied, too, because I have like 800 of these things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. My car is an explosion of news right now. It's really horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that. So, the yeah. Thumbs, oh, it's the Idle <clears throat> Thumbs Journal of Games. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, is the name. A rad name. In fact, multiple people have asked us if it's a regular publication, <laughs> which we, we had to uh, no. disappointedly reply. A, no, a regular no. eight-page publication. Yeah, it's a, it's a full-on <laughs> eight-page broadsheet. It's fucking rad. But yeah, that is that is the thing that was a little confusing. Is this a regular thing? And we're like, uh, 
prob- uh, there's probably not a, a real eight page long thing on newsprint that contains fake stories about <laughs> Peter Molyneux. Like I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that could sustain. <laughs> and if it could, uh, you probably would have known by right, now. Exactly. Well, if someone wants to, if someone wants to uh, finance us, we will fucking happily publish an yeah. eight-page video game broadsheet on a weekly. Attention, basis. all millionaires and angel <laughs> investors! The uh, Idle Thumbs Journal of Games. You can invest in the ever in the fucking up and up the the new the world of print journalism. Yeah, it's it's on the move. I thought it was pretty awesome uh, to see between sessions uh, various game industry notables or less notables. I don't know. Um, <laughs> game industry sort notables of reading the newspaper, uh, sort of um, with the newspaper in front of their face, like you know, a spy on in a, their fucking face. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, just seeing yeah, a few cool. newspapers dotted around the conference room. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. I like seeing people pick it up and then put it down with confused <laughs> looks. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good time nice so yeah um did you guys see cool stuff today i yes i saw a couple yes. cool things i yeah. saw really oh, cool stuff yeah oh man nah. go ahead can we talk about the experimental gameplay sessions we certainly Whoa. can <laughs> yes <laughs> bronze ring bronze ring is boss face. yeah BM. i'm super psyched about that uh it's it's a yearly thing that happens and it's a two hours of experimental games being it's uh, hosted demoed. by jonathan blow right yeah yep i didn't um, know this here unfortunately but because I had uh, other stuff. But. Right, yeah. Um, it was amazing this year. Uh, really nice. shows how much awesome. experimentation is going on. Yeah, that, um, we were talking about that earlier. Just that, that sort of plus like the rise of sites like like TigSource. Yeah. Have, uh, just the independent games community has just like blown up. And watching um, watching this stuff in the IGF this year, like <clears throat> all of these things all combined makes your brain sort of just poop when you think about the state of independent games, even at GDC like 2004 oh, or yeah. Three. Oh, yeah. Completely. That and was the most depressing like, year. Yeah, yeah. And and it's cool like, when you look at some of the stuff that I mean, unfortunately didn't end up winning lots of awards. But I mean, last <laughs> night there were a number of like big I mean, of nominees like in the main Game Developers Choice Awards. Yeah, like, that were in last year's IGF, and now and yeah, like right. after yeah. having won awards last year, they are now like you know big commercial game releases that were successful like World of Goo, Braid. I forget if there were others, but like even just was, those two. There were a couple others that yeah. I. Do you remember? No, I only remember World of Goo and Braid. Uh, I thought there was a third one. But there was probably of, one. Oh, World of Goo did win something, didn't it? Uh, yeah, because yeah. I remember I could kill Kyle uh, Gabler on stage after the IGFs. Right. Uh, was it um, debut? Or was that... No, Little that was, uh, was Little Big Planet. Planet. Yeah. Right. Anyway, whatever. Those, well, it's cool that those cares? games are like getting additional <laughs> recognition. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's and, great. And uh, it's nice that... I mean, it's just it's crazy how visible they are. Like games, yeah. like, like games like that are so incredibly like part of just the like yeah. mainstream and reporting on games you know like, that's uh, amazing. Uh, you know uh sort of veteran game designers who have uh been in the industry for 10 or 20 years actually come to the things where indie games are being shown and like oh yeah uh, well, there's there's a lot of attention uh being paid to those uh to those uh games well and i think you even get a case where like brain pipe i don't know if anyone's played that i talked about that on oh, the podcast brain, yeah a couple weeks ago that's like one or two guys from valve and then another guy like guys who have been making games professional continue to make games professionally but like the brain pipe guys were the fucking craziest looking dudes yeah i know they were crazy looking dudes and yeah they were they were they were in the actual igf awards they won the audio i think yeah yeah and they were just like thank you humans and alien friends <laughs> right, like yeah. what <laughs> apparently you made this game yeah it was hilarious yeah, they um, all looked like cool. they sort of stumbled off of like motorcycles and like mud, and like their hair had exploded. And, <laughs> and they said, "Thank you, aliens," and walked off the stage. <laughs> and yeah. then you said, "Hey, it's the Independent Games Festival! Hooray!" Yeah. Well, that's what's cool about the Independent Games Festival Awards. It's so fucking like there's exuberant. always wacky just, shit like, yeah. happening. There's yeah. also they continue to have a hilarious antagonistic relationship with the main awards, which <laughs> is know. really nice. I know it's it's, it's, it's complete bullshit because it's literally just the same LCD display changes from red to blue. <laughs> right. The other awards. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's but it's it's also just sort of just goofy like the guy the osmos guy went up there and he's like yeah so i guess i made a bet with kyle gate kyle gable oh that, yeah but <laughs> i wouldn't win two awards but i did so i guess i have to take my shirt off i'm the governor i don't <laughs> I don't yeah, really know why he took off his shirt and he's like his face he's got this very just like nerdy sort of round like kind of just you know sort of typical like it's just a just standard kind of amiable face. face. Yeah, he like, he yeah. accidentally unleashed the scene from the first Spider-Man movie when he <laughs> right. is bit by a spider. Exactly, right. And he, he, he removed <laughs> <What>? his... <laughs> it was that. It was hilarious. Yeah. He removed his, his shirt to reveal fucking ripped McMuscles. It was <laughs> the, the hilarious. Uh, <laughs> ripped Mc, Gristle McThornbody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big McLarge Big McLarge huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that didn't that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess last year there was also uh, a marriage proposal, and you know, uh, I think it was two years ago. At this point. Oh, okay, that's two years ago. Well, yeah. stuff happens during the IGF. Also, um, what's really great is that uh, it's framed uh, in between um, uh, those videos by Mega Sixty Four. Yeah, and Mega Sixty Four now does both awards. They now do the IGF yeah. and the Main Game Blowers Conference. So. Yeah, yeah, so you get, get a few hilarious videos. You get the I Mirror's thought. Edge thing, but then during the IGF, you get if you're not indie, fuck you, punching people <laughs> yeah, in the face. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, the experimental gameplay. Oh sessions, yeah, go on, please. Uh, is, as opposed to indie <laughs> games, uh, experimental gameplay sessions is also focused on just weird prototypes that people have made yeah. things that aren't finished yeah, like or Demasi was in there one year yeah exactly uh before way before it was a release also and, portal and... was in there yeah uh yeah a lot of i think it was called that at the time Portal. <laughs> <laughs> was that yeah 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 it was weird yeah anyway um anyway um there was a loads of cool <laughs> shit uh during uh this year's session uh lots of <laughs> good story i like that story <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Thanks, build, i was building up to actual okay, information okay, okay. there I'm, uh I'm yeah that. You're, like, uh, lots of stuff up. with uh time manipulation of course and sort of uh playing two levels at once you can and... do that in this game braid yeah yeah yeah, there's lots of time yeah. manipulation and lots of sort of yeah. playing with visible and invisible space. So it was last lots year's of, yeah. theme. It's lots of uh, just bending your mind, yeah. basically. Wow, for like something, the, the number of times that something came up that I was completely unable to understand right, the concept like, of, but was just <laughs> pressing all of my well, Ashby yeah, like, Bliss buttons. Like the, the demo where the guy is like, okay, so here we have this uh, a classic 2D, uh, 2D Atari 2600 character that you walk around. It's just a sprite like from uh, Atar Adventure, Adventure or Haunted House yeah, or whatever. Right, yeah. And then it's like, okay, but then let's see what his world would look like if it was in a 3D world. So on the second half of the screen, you see the little sort of blocks from the top-down view on the Atari 2600 are actually extrapolated up. Yeah, okay. to, so kind of like a skyscraper. Yeah, and then he says, okay, well, then you navigate by switching the world on its axis once. Okay, that's fine. So you can these this. A few but, games have done that. Yeah, but then and then he said, "Okay, now let's take it into the fourth dimension." Yeah, and then everyone's brain. Hypercube. Yeah, then everyone. Have we talked about hypercubes on this podcast before? We, I'm sure we have. But yeah, then everyone's brain is what <laughs> he showed like multiple sets of of 3D space existing in like the same space, and, shit, and you can yeah. Oh, yeah. expand and interact between. Yeah, it's it, rotating rotating this 3D world around in the fourth and around, dimension like, around itself, and then it's like, oh, and then you can just push a block into this dimension. It's like, what the fuck is this? And then later on, he was like, "Of course, it would be." easy to add a fifth dimension but but, but I don't see any people, point in that because people just we, sort of start perceiving those as parallel worlds so we'll just leave that off the table like, what the experimental Jesus games Christ. that reminds me of when I was at, Sorry, a, it's, at a lunch uh, yesterday with uh, Will Wright Warren Spector Rob Pardo uh, Neil Young Gary Witta and uh, uh, fuck was another guy um, Jesus yeah. <laughs> yeah Jesus was there oh oh Brian Fargo and uh Hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. And it was funny because... Um, he pales in comparison to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus didn't have much to say oh, about just, video games. Just, but was the founder of Interplay or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Battle yeah, chess. The, uh, who was... Well, I think it was... Um, shit, I wish I, had, I wish I had this available in front of me right now. But um, they were... Some of the stuff that came up, I think mainly between... Um, I want to say Neil Young and Warren Spector were talked a lot about sort of the upcoming this sort of up and coming group of indie developers who have grown up their entire lives surrounded by games as opposed to guys like them like Warren Spector who mm. got into gaming at probably in their adolescence or something and sort yeah. of learned it as a second language so to speak um like it was game design was something that they sort of picked up from a conscious effort to do so because they liked games and they want to get it whereas some of these other guys have just been playing games literally since they were fucking little tiny kids and uh he, they talked they talked about uh how the how these guys are so fluent in that language that they end up just sort of treating it not not in a way that's just completely assigned to like genre kind of strictures in the same way that like when Warren, like Warren Spector makes games that aren't in specific genres but they're usually like they're 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 also not formally insane you know what i mean like hmm. as okay well, as so, opposed to these upcoming indie guides which take genres that have been very established but then completely deconstruct it right. it's less that they're sort of creating the framework of a genre like guys like specter did with with sort of like western rpgs and things like that 
And it's more that they're just they're taking them like they're taking this established thing like a side scrolling platform or something and just breaking it down to its component parts and then reassembling something crazy out of it. And that so what you describe. <laughs> right. And sounds, then you end up with Fez or whatever. With a, right. Exactly. Yeah. Fez and like all that kind of stuff. And or, like, so, or the, the game where you are a guy who only walks around on the shadows cast by the level. Yeah. Holy right. shit. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I played that. That was awesome. I played that on my computer the other a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. That was that was an awesome. That's game. all you need to hear about it, really. But there were shadows projected on walls and your right, dude right. walks. And your dude is just a shadow. It was actually that game reminds me of echochrome in that the sort of spaces for you to to walk on and interact with are created essentially by perspective and light and yeah. like you know yeah, right. cool. that game um, is called shadow physics by the way the game we talked about previously is mega cure or my mega cure or whatever yeah. you call that do you want to uh, briefly talk cure, about right? do you want to briefly talk about what is it Acron? Acron. yeah which oh. is the, it's, yeah. it's the real-time strategy game where all of you are both teams entire fleets uh, have the ability to time travel to earlier places in the battle. <laughs> it is <laughs> fucking insane. You, you can either you can either time travel as the the sort of player, or you can, you can send, send units any back units in back in time. So I don't even know what that means. Okay, well let's say that. <laughs> Give the, uh, do you have the example that he told? The you? example that he told. It yeah. was I. I probably won't be able to do it for word for word, but basically uh, there are two guys playing, and uh, one of them was uh, had some sort of resource uh, gathering device and okay. the second player came like a and harvester. yes yeah. and the second player well more like a mine it was a stationary thing and the oh, second player uh, came and attacked it so the guy with the mine said fine i will go back in time and have some of my guys ready there so when your guys come along they just get obliterated so 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 when so you can go back in time you can go back in and time and affect what someone else's unit is so i mean how so is there like a sphere of influence around your mine like presumably, you can't bring the entire battle back in time. Well, no, it's, the the battle continues in yeah. in. I mean, time continues to move forward, right. but you can you briefly can go back and alter something, and that will change how the present yeah, is. It so whatever forward, but there's, so there's things like if you if you have a unit that exists. Uh, like 20 minutes ago and you send your present day version back in time you can have the same unit fighting along with himself from the future in the past so it's kind of like the shadow guy in braid when yeah, you go back in time but and it just it, but it just the whole game just fucking maintains going. this forever so like like if you know, you've got your shadow guy there and i think you can still control him and if that guy takes damage that damage ripples forward in time and the guy who you sent back in time oh, is carrying that damage okay, with him. He's already damaged. So like the, the yeah, story right. that this guy told was like he shored up the guys around the mine. Then the other guy's like, "Fine, in the future, I'll develop my nuclear technology tech tree, send a nuke back in time." And then it's like, "Fine, well, I'll just in, in, go back further Jesus in time, Christ. move all my guys away." So all you're doing is nuking your own troops that are sitting there around nothing. Right. So I mean, does this end up and, just sort of? It apparently just no. Like, there, there, there's a limiter to the mechanic. Like, oh yeah, there, the, yeah. There's like there's you. Time is a re like time traveling is a resource that recharges as well. So, okay. so it's not just like yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so you, 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 you have to make calculated moves. You can only perform a certain number of moves, and the closer you are to the present, the the more moves you are granted, and the further back okay. in time you right. go, yeah, the it's, fewer moves. So, so you have like, to be very right. careful but about. It was one of those mechanics when you're watching it. It's like this is crazy. This is fucking ridiculous. And then, yeah, right. like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. And yeah. then, yeah. You know, what were you saying about it shaming you? Yeah, I felt really sort of inadequate as a game designer as I saw <laughs> all this shit. Just, yeah. whoa. The but, only, but then they were like, oh, by the way, we've been working on this for 10 years. Anyway, next. Wait, uh, seriously? Yeah. 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 Jesus it was like he and his and this was, this was their debut. Yeah. They just hadn't. What? They just hadn't existed well they had but they just did, did not exist yeah, in the just, public by the way we made a real-time strategy game where your entire army and you can travel so, through time okay. <laughs> so when they conceived this starcraft had just come out <laughs> yeah. like that was like the other thing in their field but, like 10 years later the main model for real-time strategy games is still starcraft meanwhile these guys also exist yeah like, there was also much. another this is, like, the weird this is like a weird um okay i'm gonna go out on a weird limb but like jake you and i were talking about playing head-to-head -head real-time strategy games where you're you think you're doing pretty well you're sitting there like you think you're doing okay but then fog of war reveals that for the last 20 minutes in fact your opponent has just been beating the shit right out of you, you finally get the scout who creeps over here and it's like and, oh fuck and like yeah exactly realizes a vast military industrial complex exists on the other side of the map this is like what i imagine happening to real-time strategy developers right. but like, in this game it will actually happen the and last... then suddenly it will like 
Just kidding. An hour ago. No, no, I'm talking about in the real world. Oh, oh you mean team, those guys? Have been... is the, is your, <laughs> they're the guys behind the fog of war. Right. We're now like ten, ten years, ten years later. You're like, well, I think we're making pretty good progress in real time strategy. We're adding some new mechanics. We're kind of expanding on the kind of command and conquer Warcraft stuff. Like ten years later, these guys unveil right. their fog of this war. This guy has, and it's he's the like, other guy uh, across the sort of shit. the battle net of game <laughs> right. development. Exactly. Yeah. Um, th- there was another thing about a game that was, was sort of overshadowed by the time uh, manipulation, which was sort of a uh, command hierarchy so you can assign units to be uh led by another unit and that unit can in turn be led by another unit so you can oh, choose weird. a I specific think unit okay yeah i was yeah. wondering if that was a new thing i don't think or... it's super common but yeah I th- I think, okay so I think you could some, just yeah. go like to the ma- supreme leader unit and basically s- tell him to attack and everything right. else that is following him will also attack i thought it was cool that sounds is there a demo or anything probably not yet uh well, well they, they posted the I have no idea what their schedule is. I think they might be. Ha- they might Acron have a Game. Yeah. Com, apparently. What is it? Acron Game. Is it A K R O N? A C H R O N. Like a- as in chronology. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. A C H R O N Game. Okay, I got it. Okay. Dot video game. Sweet. <clears throat> yeah. A good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was there other stuff there? Maybe Rom Check Fail because you oh, really I played that. that. That game is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should. I guess we could talk about Rom Check Fail really quick. It was just that I made mean, the rounds on the internet a while ago. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. It's been around for a bit, but it's it's a game that basically operates under the premise that it's like i guess a, a sort of like multi multi-game cart that's just gone completely haywire so you'll be playing world one one of mario brothers but then suddenly the game glitches out and mario is replaced with the asteroids ship but all right. the rest of the play mechanics of mario exist but then well no I mean, and then, so but then the, and then those glitch out for a second or is it is but no if the both asteroid ship comes once? in then you become the asteroid yeah ship that's what i mean with no but with the asteroid ship mechanics yeah that's what i mean shooting sorry oh, you, okay, you, okay. the asteroid ship gets its own gameplay mechanics but right. the rest of the world right. maintains the rules of mario Basically, it, and, and then and then you, Mario will flip out and become Zelda or whatever, right? And basically, you have to just comp- it's it's pretty cool because it's it's random which it's, of it's, those it's things sort switch, of WarioWare esque. It's WarioWare esque in that yeah, each time you have to kill all the enemies on the screen. That's your goal, but it's a different way to kill it because I mean sometimes the enemies are running along the bottom of the screen, sometimes they're spaceships and so they're flying in the middle of the screen. It's totally random which character you are. Sometimes it's actually literally impossible to kill the enemies on the screen with the combination of enemies and your guy. Like hmm. if you have if you have a guy that has to shoot guys horizontally. Oh right, like when you the become the space invaders just, turret right. and, and, you're a, against go- the and a Goomba walks up to you right, and exactly. just touches you you're, you're done. Screwed. Right. So but yeah. yeah, he said that was interesting like he was talking about uh, the designer that was talking about considering cutting that after playtesting oh, but, but then realizing that one it's hilarious too. It makes people consider like like maybe I'm going to be the turret this time, so I need to figure out a way to hide like right. behind tiles. So that, right, yeah, you so start. You start it's, it ends up being kind of like when you're playing tennis, and every time you go, you you hit the ball, you kind of go back to the center of the court and reposition yourself. Right. That's how I felt when I was playing Romchek Fail. Like I I would start to find areas that were most likely to not be where a platform already was, or where like you know something mm. would happen once you change. Like there are certain areas that you realize are a little more neutral than others, and you start to automatically center yourself back to those to prepare for the next yeah, that's cool fade stuff. in. It's a really cool game. Yeah. What? Uh, I, you, do you want to talk for a second about this amazing uh, lunch with the entire like with? Oh yeah, like the game equivalent of like a poster that a twelve-year-old would have in their room of like <laughs> a baseball team or whatever. But it's like yeah, right. you just hanging out with the world. Yeah. What, sure. What, what is that? Um, it was a it was a crazy uh, luncheon. It was it was pretty small. It was a. It was um, basically just like a table, like a like a you know lunch like like the one right now. Lunch, <laughs> well, like a long rectangular lunch table with just people sitting around it. So on one end was all the guys. I was actually I was sitting right and next. And at the other end was you. <laughs> well, no, I was actually right next to Will Wright. So I was next to Will Wright. Then it was Warren Spector and then Neil Young. Did you put your hand on his leg? I did not do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did dip his hand in in warm uh, water though, and he peed on himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was asleep at the time. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Um, so yeah, actually, Stanley Kubrick directed this lunch. So just curious. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick direct Will Wright Warren Inspector. Yeah, a, a crazy thing exists. But yeah, so those guys, and then. Rob Pardo, for, and he's not, I guess he's probably not as well known as a name, but he's the uh, executive uh, vice president, I think, of design at Blizzard. Um, so he is is pretty much in charge of a lot of their shit. And then, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And then uh, Brian Fargo, who co-founded Interplay and then now In Exile, which is now making a new RPG from Jason Anderson, the co-creator of Fallout. So that's cool. Um, anyway, so it was a crazy thing. Like, these guys, basically, it was just a free... 
it was a freeform discussion. Gary Witta, who was the former editor of PC Gamer and now writes screenplays and stuff, basically would just throw out a question for all these guys and they would just launch into like a half an hour discussion of the question. It was completely just open forum kind of thing. Punches um, and food were thrown. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. teeth lost. Well, there were some there were some uh, some hilarious uh, like little back and forth things like uh, for I mean, the, the thing was introduced with a quote, I guess, a recent quote from Nolan Bushnell at some thing or another. Maybe maybe it was dice. I forget. And he said something to the effect of everyone's talking about social gaming being so cool, but sitting in your basement. You know, sending a oh, message dude, to someone. Oh, dude, I was Facebook. there when I, when he said that. I oh, was really? in London, and if, in fact, no, the person who isn't, uh, isn't submitted the question—that's hilarious. What what event was this? Uh, that was, uh, if I understand correctly, it was a BAFTA uh, Q and A session. Oh, okay, uh, I think you're right. In London, am I imagining the fact that Noah Bushnell is the one who made the restaurant where a robot yeah. gives you your food? Yeah, well, so now yeah. he's telling you that you're full of shit for talking <laughs> to a computer instead of a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. The, the point was, more, yeah. He has some chain of restaurants. Anyway, sorry. It's, it's a hilarious. No, thing. Yeah, it, I forget. the name of the restaurant is hysterical. It's too. like it's, it's got like a winky. You face wink. It's, yeah, it's like you wink. You yeah. wink. <laughs> it's a chain of restaurants by by the creator of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, uh, where yeah, you touch it's... buttons on a computer and horrible food is served to you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he apparently hates uh, thinks it's bullshit to talk to computers instead of people. Yeah. Anyway, well, but well, it's funny because that end. Oh, I'm sorry, Merrick. Go ahead. Oh right. Uh, it was sort of uh, uh, played up a little bit on the internet. Yeah. It, it was a, a pretty harmless uh, a statement like when he was there. Tongue in cheek kind of thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. But it was funny because then these guys started responding and like, and you know, Warren Spector started. Well, a bunch of these guys really started talking about how they they talk. They actually talk to their friends and family physically less. Like they probably t they probably communicate with more people more, but they actually have physical and vocal communication with people less as a result of social games and social networks. Like they just never pick up the phone anymore and never like it's, I mean, which I think is probably true for a lot of people. That's it. I, I mean, right. I, I think there's a difference between uh, the games that Nolan Bushnell was uh, referring to at the time, which is sort of uh, land gaming and sort of, uh, you know, playing an FPS against oh, someone on the internet or, or stuff like that. I thought he mentioned Facebook. Uh, no, 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 he okay. wasn't. Uh, that was the thing he, uh, uh, I, I thought he actually missed sort of, uh, huh. uh the, the, the actual social uh, networking, uh, environment type game um which i think does actually encourage everyone at this lunch just assumed he was an idiot apparently <laughs> well he I, well the, one of the funny things was that was that he said um part of the quote was you know sitting in your underpants in the basement like is not cool and then someone accused rob pardo of being perhaps the manager of the <laughs> biggest group of people in underpants in the basement in the world right uh, <laughs> there were actually a lot of there were a lot of digs at at rob pardo and blizzard and world of warcraft wow um like Warren there's Spe some yeah. anti sort of a backlash against wow lately even in yeah. d different slides yeah. uh at, at, at presentations sort of people sneak in a little yeah. little dig at, War at warren Spector wow. was the chief the, the chief amongst those at, <laughs> at this thing like it was funny because he kept trying to temper it he's like oh but you know it's cool because my wife has some crazy friend who's like a she met some crazy housewife in iceland who's who now she speaks all the time so you know i guess world of warcraft can be okay and and then he would and then he'd always just end up falling back into just like some snarky just like <laughs> jab at it uh but yeah, there was it, it was a crazy thing. It was weird to be sitting next to these guys. And one cool thing was that they really genuinely had actual debate, but they were also willing to uh like listen to one another. I mean, it, it was it was like a real debate. People's opinions would change and like people would acknowledge good points made by the other and it was pretty clear why these guys so, are seen as intelligent oh, dudes was like this the, they... the streaming video thing you were oh right so one of the topics that came up we talked about I'm just this gonna on our... a million things that chris can monologue about <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah sorry sorry it's um, all stuff that i may have secretly heard earlier but i thought was amazing um yeah so we we spoke about on live I don't know, <laughs> one or two podcasts ago i guess the last podcast and uh on live yeah on live it was, it's the crazy cloud computing um streaming pc game thing which Eurogamer has declared is not physically possible. Have they? <laughs> Wasn't that? I think that was. Yeah, I think it was on Eurogamer. But you can. I mean, you can try it. Don't they have it on display? I know. It just. Yeah. That that this whole service reminds me a lot of the internet's response to the iPhone when it was first announced. I mean, who knows? Or the i the i fucking iPod. Remember uh. that where it's like. Only eight gigs, no, no radio. I'll stick with my <laughs> nomad or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying that that's what this is going to yeah. be, but no, it's a. Uh, there's. 
a hilarious amount of just like, I'm skeptical and I'm going to throw a thousand facts that might have no bearing because no one knows what it is. Or the people who are like, throwing out my PC tomorrow because I've got this <laughs> micro <laughs> right. console. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, there, there are a lot of like really crazy ex- <laughs> so, extreme reactions to this thing. But anyway, okay. they, well, no, I've been on the internet. At this oh, panel, I, I was, was wondering yeah, right. about the panel. And it was funny because um, Witta said, so will this uh, on live, will the, if this becomes a thing, will this change the way that you guys make your games? And simultaneously, Will Wright said, absolutely not. And Warren Spector said, completely. And <laughs> wow. Just like literally on top of one another. And then they both just kind of looked at each other. That rules. And yeah, it was great. And it kicked off this crazy discussion. It was an amazing outburst of rabble with paper waving. And- yeah, well, they just. They just launched into this direct, like, one on one dialogue. And. It- there was a lot of that going on at this lunch where literally just two people would just get into discussion and everyone else would just let them actually wow. just talk. It was really well, they cool. They sort of and stood so, up on the so table it was basically, and circled each other. <laughs> right. yeah. It was basically unlike every GDC panel that is actually official. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was unlike every panel. It was actually So good. it's what you always expect a roundtable to be. Yeah. Well, it's it not what I expect is. it to be It's anymore, what you hope. It's what you hope It's what you be. think it is before right. you go to GDC until you realize it. What do you think about that? Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Let me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's the game. And so, and so Warren Spector, you know, turns to Will Wright and he's like, how can you say, how can you say like this wouldn't change the way? I don't understand how you could possibly say that. That seems crazy. And, and Will Wright, and obviously I'm paraphrasing all this, Will Wright says, well, I, I don't see why it would. I mean, it would get rid of all of the issues of having to, you know, make games scale to different hardware. So that would be different in that it would be a production process. But as far as content and design, you could just design the same game. People would still be playing the same way. They still use a controller or a mouse and keyboard. They're mm. still interacting with it the same way. So why would it be different? I would just make what I'm doing and hope it would get to a larger audience and, and so on. And then, and then, uh, more inspector said, well, I, I think, you know, this could get to the point where you'd be able to just flip through channels and, and choose whatever game you wanted to play. And then you'd have to design differently because then you, you'd need to grab people's attention in it quickly. You wouldn't want them to turn away and just go play crisis or something. So you, you need to, you'd need to design narrative in a more serialized way, or you'd need content, you'd need denser content and so forth. And they, they kind of went back and forth for a while. And then those are both good points, actually. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. They were both good points. And then it, but it was great because later on, so there was some more discussion of some other stuff and then it came back to on live in a bit. And, uh, and they were talking about this idea of sort of the game channel, you know, like um, Brian Fargo brought up the idea that technology, new technology at this point, he's only interested in it if it actually makes things more accessible. Like he's not mm-hmm. really at this point interested in sort of faster clock speed, more memory, because uh, that's, you know, at this point we've got quite like one of the things that was asked was all these guys, do you guys feel constrained by current uh, pr- processing power, and they all said no. Not a single one of them said yes. They well, feel that's constrained. because they didn't have someone from Epic or 3D Realms or id Software there. <laughs> well, right, but none of these guys make those kind of games, really. I know. And so, um, 3D Realms. Yeah. Oh, those okay. guys don't actually ship a lot of games, but they always bellyache on the internet about technology. <laughs> oh, that's true. Horrible. Yeah. Right. And so, <laughs> and they're loud, right? And known. And so, uh, and so, know. they they got back to the online thing and talked about. And Fargo was saying, well, you know, to me, what's important is accessibility. And if we could get this into people's homes and they could just be able to play whatever game they wanted, and they're all there, then you know, this this is something that uh, that could be really great and could could really uh, benefit the industry in terms of of just exposure. And then Will Wright said, well, if that's really what you're doing, then you're going to need games that that cater more to that and that 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 offer more more of that that kind of streamlined experience and then and then will write i'm sorry warren specter turned to him and just went aha and sort of like pointed at him and totally called him out on on the nice. on the thing and then and will write like actually sort of acknowledged and sort of conceded the point it was really cool um yeah that's the and, then, and then he posted his sony defense force badge underneath that comment and <laughs> it was all forgotten yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah i can't i i wish i had the, i wish i had my tra- I, I made a pretty pretty decent transcript of this thing. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't. It's on the internet, though. Yeah, it is. If you go to Gamasutra, it's up there. So That's Gamasutra.com. Dot right. org. Dot museum. Dot <laughs> <laughs> co-op. Yeah. So, so that was a cool thing. That was a weird, 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 surreal thing CX. to be at. Like when I walked in and they're like, oh, Chris, go sit next to Will there. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just go sit next to my buddy Will. What's awesome. Up? What's up, William? William. Billy. <laughs> yeah, Billy Wright. Yeah, so that was rad. Anyway, yeah. Awesome. Break time? Should we pizza time? Pizza time. Pizza time. Root beer tapper. 
<laughs> Bur- burger, burger time. time. <laughs> 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 we need to stop for a minute. It's 33 minutes. Okay. Video game. Okay, so we're back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yes, and we're joined by Lawrence Bishop. Another of many uh, longtime thumbs, and, and also master of, at Beatnik well, Games. master of Carmack's Revenge. Oh, yeah. master of Carmack's Revenge, yes. You may remember him from his wonderful uh, description of Carmack's Reverse. Yeah. Slash Revenge. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's the sequel to Yar's Reverse. <laughs> yes. I was going to say something else. What was the what? I don't. You okay. don't. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I think a, uh, I, don't, I forget who all went to it, but today also there was a... Rad as always, speech or you know, address fucking session, Jesus, by uh, Kato Takahashi. <laughs> An address, <laughs> yeah, state of games. He address. stood atop yeah. the Moscone Center, <laughs> yeah. like the flags of nations, people of GDC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he did that voice and then treated it, you know, with audio like post processing, right. Or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, a huge symphony rose up and uh, scored entirely with orchestra hits was the theme for <laughs> Metro Cross. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, obviously, designer of uh, Kanemaru Damashi and most recently Nobinobi Boy. So he gave, as he usually does, a, a really sort of freewheeling, crazy talk about why he makes games and what his thought process is. And it's always really cool. It's always really different to everyone else's talks on that same thing at GDC. Um, the thing I like about Takahashi is that he seems like he makes games out of a really earnest intention, yeah. um, as opposed to... And not there's anything wrong with this. It's, it, it makes sense, and it pr- results as well in... As people who just like seeing guts. Well, no, I mean, as from a design standpoint, like... Boobs. <laughs> it feels more heartfelt. It's really very kind of innocent, kind of almost right, childlike exactly. approach that he just like, does right. what he feels like he should do. Right. He, he has no... He has very little sort of actual design experience or sort of history and so he just sort of makes a thing based on some kind of just emotion or feeling he has at at any time in fact he talked more today he he only talked about katamari very briefly but even in that brief period of time he already talked more about the motivations for why he made that game in the first place than i remember him speaking about before he sort of explicitly identified it as his sort of weird cynical outlook on the on sort of consumerism consumerism and and disposable oh okay I, I guess I missed whatever. No need to continue. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it was it was cool, and and he and apparently he, it was it was interesting seeing him talk about why he made Nobi Nobi Boy. There were just some weird, odd. I, I don't even know if I could summarize it, but it was sort of out of seemed to be a general kind of malaise of his. Well, I mean, one of the things that he mentioned that uh, I thought was really interesting was that in Japan. People that oh, play right. games aren't called players; they're called users. Well, people and say that here all the time too. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, when, I... you go to, when you go to a design meeting, people often say you've got to, you know, make sure the use, the interface is is like readable to your users, and you've got to think about how your users are gonna. Okay. Well, that explains why he's I, I he's hear, so hear... pissed off about it, and why he thinks that anyone that treats players that way should die. I hear players way more often than users. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's what yeah, I would have said. That's not unheard of. Yeah. I'm sure I, I you sort of cheated in your example by starting with the interface, which is called a user interface. Well, that that in itself is indicative. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, comes from something that isn't games. Anyway, but uh, but he <laughs> but you, just but it was that though, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the 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 point that he was sort of raising yeah. was that he didn't he didn't like the way that games were treated as this kind of rigid thing where you learn a set of rules and then right. you just did them and there's an objective forever. And yeah, right, and it was just yeah. a thing that you did, but that he wanted to do something which was much more about play something which was more imaginative and yeah. uh where in a way the the player was creating their own fun from a a set of crazy wacky tools it's emergent game design yeah yeah he spoke about how the the sort of thinking behind the the shared goal of reaching the moon and the and mars and all the other parts of the galaxy was sort of in there because it seemed like such a huge thing where to each to any individual person it's a, it's so intangible that it it doesn't he didn't think it sort of broke his his intention of not of having a game without rules um it's such it's a thing that no individual person is actually going to achieve that right. so yeah. but at the same time it makes you super happy that you're fucking around adds to this crazy like great right. commonwealth of 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 length right i it's i mean it's it's actually really similar to the way that i felt when i saw sorry oh i ruined you alex i started talking more well it's really like, 
I'm gonna say <laughs> Dude, all, all I'm going to say is that it did in gameplay what the opening cutscene of Little Big Planet did to me, where it's like we're all part of this amazing sort of world of dreamers who create stuff. And uh, it was yes. nice that Stephen Fry told me that in that opening cutscene. But then in Nobi Nobi Boy, I was actually able to zoom out and see the Nobi Nobi girl with everyone's usernames stretching out and then right. looping around the moon and going to Mars and saying, "Oh fuck, I am part of a crazy weird line oh, of weirdness." And popping you will out of be part of an even bigger one because they're making an iPhone version. And it's going to contribute also. Like what you do on the iPhone version will contribute to the overall shared girl. That's extreme. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Um, what were you, what were you going? <laughs> uh, you know I, I was just going to say that. Uh, the village yeah. Nobi Nobi girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, you are all writing her in, on the small screen. No! <laughs> you are all writing her there. on the small screen. <laughs> in the score screen. Oh. <laughs> small screen. <laughs> what were like you, what you going to say now that. <laughs> come back, Alex, please. We need you. <laughs> Christ. Bring sense. Uh, yes. I, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I liked, uh, about that, the whole contribution thing. <laughs> I like. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you fuck. I'm the governor. <laughs> Shake Shake it. It. <laughs> no, please speak. Come on, Alex, come on. <laughs> I liked that, uh, oh, die. That. This whole, uh, the big part of the game is the, the contribution thing, obviously. And it was something that, uh, you know, very quickly everyone knew you were heading for the moon and we got there within a week and now we're heading out and there are going to be other Mars planets and, stuff, and things yeah. and Mars and I think Mercury's coming next. And it's always been kind of, a, oh, this is crazy. You know, we're doing this in, in real distance. This is probably going to take ages, but man, imagine unlocking all this stuff together <laughs> and working together. And he comes, happens, uh, yeah. and he comes out and says, yeah, I mean, based on the average speed that we've been going right now in order to, complete the entire galaxy uh the entire solar system <laughs> it, will take, universe. it will take 820 years to do the solar system <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh, and, uh, and some guy <laughs> some guy got up got up at the <laughs> end sure and said that must uh, be the galaxy not the solar system no it's no, the it solar, solar system. system it's a big it fucking place the moon is really the close, moon is really and, close and relative everyone, to and everyone else, was playing seriously. in those in that week Oh, I thought we already reached something else. No, 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 And uh, some guy, some guy got up at the end and was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, you were talking about how it's going to take a really long time to do this. Have you ever thought about doing any updates or making it easier somehow for people to reach this distance? Long? I mean, wh wh what are you going to do if if it doesn't happen?" And basically, he just sort of said, "Uh, well, in that case, I guess it won't happen." The end. Yeah, and, yeah he just said, I, and he was, I'm not going to yeah, change just, it. He, wasn't, <laughs> he was not going to do anything about that. That yeah. was what he wanted his, his answer, game well, to be. He, and his he, answers he in the Q&A were amazing. He did indicate that the iPhone version, assuming the double the user base, might bring it down to 400 years. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can help a little bit. So hopefully yeah. the, the Nobi Nobi Boy PSN servers are just going to keep running through the next few oh, eras of civilization. Speaking, speaking of, of, of PSN, uh, he explained that one thing that sort of is off-putting to him in Japan is going on subways and, and buses and things and just seeing people all in, in sort of a trance just playing their DS and PSPs, you know, even kids with their parents just ignoring their parents and just playing their video games. And he said that really sort of disturbed him. And yeah. maybe it's actually not a good thing for a game to sell lots and lots of units and sort of just permeate everywhere to that extent. Uh, so maybe it would be good if Nobi Nobi Boy actually didn't sell that well, so he decided to release it on PlayStation only and download. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, also, that worked, and the game hasn't sold that well. <laughs> how How is he able to get away with that? I don't understand well, he how he remains employed. Yeah. I do understand how he remains employed, because he's kind of brilliant and everyone loves him, but... Right. But he's clearly not, not actually making them that much money yeah. at this point. Like, he sh the leaderboard indicates... The game has maybe 55,000 users, which yeah. isn't a bad number for, for a download game, but it's also not superstar designer. Any, like, anyone who is looking at the numbers for the entire Katamari franchise and then looks at Nobi Nobi Boy <laughs> right. will yeah. sort of, it will not appear. Well, he said yeah. whenever, when he said it, I mean, it was amazing how many, he how many, Frank. how much he pooped on Namco Bandai's face during this, <laughs> during this discussion. Like he talked about walking down the halls at work. And just all of the top-level executives just glaring at him all the time. Hopefully this always occurs in slow motion with Stan Alive playing in the background. <laughs> as he sort of flashes a smile so and a, glint. That's a different kind of glare. This is more like... I mean, like, he, he would grin back. <laughs> right, right. And uh, having the time of his life where you just get, get the slow motion insert shot of... Uh, right. Going by. Yeah. No, Doors I, open for him and, and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um, 
mean, he told a bunch of stories like that. I mean, I, I yeah, like really the logo thing. Talk, yeah, right. He talked about how they were going to use havoc physics, um, but but he was so appalled by the idea of having some other company's logo just pop up at the beginning of his game that that he just didn't do it. So they used Sony's like less capable like physics libraries, I guess, that are just for PlayStation developers and. Uh, <laughs> but it was still too bad that unfortunately he had to include the Bandai Namco logo on it also. So, uh, <laughs> the made this and then he like, at some point referred to how he felt constrained by the world and he was shackled in. And then he said, but may- maybe those shackles are Bandai Namco. You sure you're okay to say these things? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did seem really kind of depressed yeah. and he always sort has of that uh, melancholy kind of sense i've noticed even though he's talking about things which uh, which make him really really happy and yeah. he's, and he's like, drawing sort of whimsical things and on, the, a, on the but board. it's just the way that he says, sort of <laughs> says please everyone also do this it would be a really good thing if you did it'll come out next week that he has left naughty dog naughty dog <laughs> never mind <laughs> what confused <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it wasn't the the naughty dog guy gave that really extreme the naughty dog guy gave that really extreme Jason Rubin? yeah didn't he give a really fucking like yeah that was different that was like a talk. yeah that was like a very like right but yeah. then he was gone i then, thought that was after he left was it when he i thought it was there? like i thought that was like I thought he turned around and announced oh, his departure like right that, after because oh, i remember probably, going the, what i mean wasn't the talk very i mean that the, i remember that was like oh four oh five or something the talk was definitely like Go out and start your own companies and, and, you know, don't just take it from the man. Wasn't it very much like that? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. never mind. What? It's, just, uh, it's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought yeah, that's what it was. You it's missed the, uh, much the Q&A at the end, didn't you? I did. So you I missed the bizarre questions and answers that he got. Some, yeah. Somebody went up and said, how exactly do you pitch these crazy games to, to a big studio? Because right. nobody's going to pick that up if I yeah. pitched it. And he just, he just said, um, well... You you could cry, um, <laughs> and, uh, and appeal to them, and and then cry, and that was his answer. <laughs> like, oh, okay yeah. then. What a weird thing. They probably don't want to fire him, yeah. Because then they'd look like the hugest asshole exactly. ever, yeah. But they also don't want to actually give him very much money or like team. But I mean, yeah. that didn't that didn't stop Capcom from letting go their entire arm of people that, of Clover? that made them yeah, look right. retarded by firing? Yeah, yeah. yeah Capcom yeah, was... might be more competent than Namco Bandai, like as a publisher. <laughs> I don't have anything against Bandai, Namco Bandai. I'm just saying Capcom is clearly much smarter than than most Japanese publishers. Like they're doing a far better job than than most like staying so relevant smart and... publishers fire kaita takahashi <laughs> no i'm not i'm not saying i approve of them firing clover but i don't we, we've got to do that i'm, I'm just saying it's just undeniable Says that if EA. you look at their financials like yeah. you haven't hired him <laughs> what ea announces <laughs> fire, fire kaita kaita takahashi. We, heard, we, heard, we heard rumors that that Capcom was going to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the publishers competing to, to fire him. No, we want to do it. Capcom, uh, <laughs> Activision I'm has in fact Activision yeah. announces five yearly firings of Kaita Takahashi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A new merger coming up with Activision. Capcom. Yes, firing Apcom. two. Capcom. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, as a as a sad conclusion. To that, something that uh, Duncan pointed out to me is that clearly the huge majority of uh, journalists that covered that, the, the one thing they were going to take away from it was going to be, Keita Takahashi, iPhone multiplayer versions coming <laughs> right. soon. Yeah, exactly. And and that's yeah. it. Right, right, right. No, it's, it's true. That's how it works, sadly. <laughs> something along the lines of... Industry session deemed unnewsworthy, comma, inspiring. Yeah. That's <laughs> where, where would you get a headline like that? I, I believe that I read it in the uh, Idle Thumbs Journal of Games <laughs> newspaper. Hey. Oh, yeah. By the way, I forget if we mentioned this, but if any of you want a copy of this new pa- newspaper, you should just find any of the fucking like 18 fucking Idle Thumbs people who have been on these podcasts. And yeah, we'll we're all we're all wandering around like sort of weird, confused newsies with big stacks of them. Also, they're just kind of all over tables all over the place because we keep throwing yeah. them there when people aren't looking. Yeah. Or when and they when are. And when they are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they are. It's like you're looking, really, are you? It's yeah. really enjoyable yeah. to just actually walk up to the table with this one guy sort of taking notes or sitting on his phone and just make eye, con- eye contact with him and just set three copies of the newspaper in front of him and then walk away. <laughs> and he ignores your presence, but it's it's personally satisfying. Huh. Uh, that's something. You got to take what you can get. Yep. Yeah. And what I can get is indifference from a phone guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're 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 probably correct about the Takahashi thing, which is too bad. I mean, that's just how it works, I guess. Yeah. The multiplayer thing was kind of funny in that 
it's four players, and the way it works is that is you can head, have two. Is it head butt head butt or is yeah it, exactly? It, you you get your own entire Nobby Nobby boy, but he can break in half, and you can eat someone else's ass, and then you they still control <laughs> that ass, and you control yeah. the head. Oh, shit, it's that's like amazing. The, it's yeah, like the Katamari Damashi like multiplayer where you each control, but you can like, you can create axis. it and then get it back. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is that is that all uh, single screen or is that online? All single screen. Oh, sorry offline. for caring a little bit more oh, about this than maybe that's I should. Fine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was cool. Oh. It was brilliant. Yeah, especially, I, mean, I really like the, the idea that you can have four people and you each kind of chain along who has which body part, and then you just get completely lost with which right. bit you're controlling. Yeah. Who has my ass? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone gets the ball. you? I mean, but then you you can just sort of figure it out and walk over to something and then just sort of. Uh, what is the word for when you like when you tense up your ass in that game? <laughs> yeah, is, it called, is, it, is that what it's called in the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't have a thing. Trust the clench. Button. No, but it's like it's like it's like you stress or something like that. Oh right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can just go and and ass grab onto something and tell the other guy until gets confused gets and, and rips it off until someone gets the butt. I wonder if you can eat someone else's face and then just get a you can face eat an entire person and then they remain inside you until you poop them out and then they can't really do anything, which is kind of. Can anyone trigger the crazy like intestines flying out of the chimney? Can anyone? Can, can that be triggered like by anyone? Both sides? I don't know. Yeah. It could certainly be triggered. So... Yeah, because he did. No, trigger I, know we it. Saw it. I think it's. We I think it's happen, attached yeah. to heads. Oh, okay, but you imagine... you all still have control of a head and a tail at all times. Right. So I mean, you probably only be able to do it to your right. head only. Or no, because he did it to all four with one button press. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Never mind. I guess it's because it resets the camera position because the camera has to zoom out to keep everyone in in focus, mm. and so. Pressing the button resets so really everything to the center everyone. of the scene. Uh, well, or save everyone the hassle of not knowing where the hell they are and what they're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He let he let four, uh, three other people or four people, I guess, total uh, control it while he was giving the last twenty minutes or so. Of presentation. <laughs> yeah. So it was just sort of bat in the background on the enormous <laughs> projector just going screen. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So there was also rad. a question where the girl complained about a girl complained about the noise. She was like, "I don't like that noise." And he said, oh, I'm sorry, maybe you have a personal issue. I heard that was Robin Hunicky. Oh, uh, was that who that was? That's what someone... I wasn't who there is? for the Q&A, but I don't she, know she's she just someone who's, uh, like, been... She's, she's a fairly someone. prominent member of, like, kind of the whole game development, like, commentary, and sort of she's a designer, and she's written books and things, and she's just, like, a fairly prominent member of the professional community. Uh, hmm. Yep. But apparently she also asked... A question and got completely slammed at Kira Takahashi. Probably had no idea who she <laughs> well, was. When your question is, can you change that noise? He did say, I'm thinking of changing it, but uh, maybe you have personal issues. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking of changing I love that noise. Oh, Jake's sad. Maybe I have personal well, issues. <laughs> yeah. Tell maybe maybe I see spiders when there are none. <laughs> 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 <It could be. laughs> I had to get that on there. <laughs> yeah, it's more enough. amusing than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Any other rad stuff? Anyone did at GDC? I was sick. Nice. That doesn't count as rad. Oh, you know what's weird? Uh, have you guys seen the uh, announcement by uh, Stardock that they're they are, are you licensing it? Sony Secure ROM? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Rootkit. It's called uh, yeah. You know, Stardock Rootkit. No, there's a um, a crazy thing <laughs> that they're launching called Goo, which is I think Game Object Obfuscator or something that allows you to actually transfer your license of a game to someone else so you can actually resell a PC game um, and it actually transfers the license like the, the way it works is that it's a it just the license just gets assigned to your email address it's not tied to like impulse or 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 anything it's just tied directly to your email address and I don't know password maybe I don't really know and you can actually sell that to someone else and then the publisher gets a cut of that of that value. Oh, you, you sell it through like their web interface, basically. Right, exactly, and then so kind of legitimizing of secondhand. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like thing. it's kind of like in California when you're taxed on a used car sale. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, except that that actually sucks, and I like this other thing because I make <laughs> video games. <Yeah. laughs> How dare car manufacturers get away with what we want? <laughs> well, no, it's the state in that case. So it is. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. It would probably be worse if every time you sold a car, Chrysler was like, hello! Yeah, but, but there is there is a pretty extensive infrastructure for oh, a yeah. car manufacturer There's, to yeah. resell. Yeah, oh, I know. Car. I mean, yeah. There is no such thing in games, and I think that was sort of his... I think that's one of the things they're trying to address. Oh, I guess actually the bigger thing they're trying to address 
is less of sort of an existing secondhand issue because there really isn't much secondhand sale of PC games compared to console games. Hmm. I think he when I, I guess it's just to introduce secondhand PC games. Well, I asked him about it today, and he said he he said he believes that there are a lot of and I, he might I don't know if he's right or wrong about this, but this is what he said. Uh, he believes there are a lot of gamers who are reluctant to buy PC games because they do have no real way to get rid of them. Like if they have a CD key or something, they don't want they're reluctant to buy like a PC version of a game or even maybe an exclusive PC game because if they end up being finished with it or whatever, they cannot recoup any of their investment. Yeah, I mean even you can't you can't pass it on in any way. Right. Yeah, yeah. you can't sweat. I mean Unless with you this give them you your could, entire Steam yeah. account, doesn't it? <laughs> well, right. I mean I've done that before where I've wanted a friend to play a game who isn't willing to buy it. I've just temporarily changed my Steam password, which is a horrible thing to do and probably oh, really? to admit. But yeah, I've done that before. Or it's like you had like when Portal uh, first came out, I completed it, and my friend said, "I'm not paying twenty dollars for this." And I said, "Fuck," Ugh. and you know. But I mean, with <laughs> yeah. if it was a console game, you could just say "Ugh," and hand them the disc. <laughs> you always have to say "Ugh." Lends anything to anybody. <laughs> 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 I usually do Take the reverse and get them to come to my house and then make them play it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's also I'm been done before. Yeah. 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 I would fear giving someone my Steam account. I guess not. If it was a good friend of mine, but I had a recent thing. And I still don't know how this happened. Um, I guess someone, I guess people have found ways to obtain passwords to to Blizzard accounts, like or or have some kind of system <laughs> that like just you know does character based like trial trial and error kind of things. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, but I I have a World of Warcraft account that I hadn't used in like two or three years or more. I would say probably like since two thousand six, I hadn't used it. And uh, when Blizzard, I think last week introduced the new unified battle net that connects all of your blizzard accounts into one thing if you guys saw that yeah, yeah. Uh, i did that and just for the hell of it i tied my world of warcraft account to it just so i don't well, know you'll just, never use it's, yeah well, I, will not, I, I won't but it's like whatever i have it yeah. it's my account i might as well put it in there why not all my blizzard games are now in one place and and i i looked in it and for the last three months my account has been active with an actual credit card attached to it that's certainly not me. It's not my. It yeah. definitely was not. Funnily my enough, card. I actually have just got back into WoW a few a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm doing really well for that short short amount of time. <laughs> I think you're playing this too straight. <laughs> <laughs> I only caught on to what you were doing at the second part. Of well, I, I, <laughs> I was like. Has he? <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. I See, know that Jake was a lie. Well, I know Jake well enough to know he would not be getting back into World of Warcraft. So um, other people the, may not know that. that. I would lie straight faced about playing it while trying to hopefully imply that I was stealing from you. Right. Get it? <laughs> uh, jokes. <laughs> anyway, so so someone who might be Jake and hopefully is not Jake is uh, has attached a credit card to my World of Warcraft account, which probably means it's a stolen credit card or they would just use it on their Does own Does that account. also mean that someone is just paying for your account? Can you log in and play as this guy for free? Yes, but if I do... But I mean, the the point is, if if the person who actually owns this credit card realizes that someone is fraudulently using it to play World of Warcraft, they're going to charge a card... They're going to do a chargeback. Blizzard will look at and see, oh, it's this guy, Chris Remo's account, and they will <laughs> fucking ban my account because it'll look like I'm using a stolen credit card. And so I called... Uh, I called Blizzard to fix it, and I was like, look, I definitely have not played this game in years. I signed in once today to make sure that someone's actually playing on my account. That's, like, the first time I've logged in in ages. Um, I don't know how how to prove this to you, but if you check the IP addresses that have logged in, you'll see they're fucking way, probably in totally different locations. And uh, what do I do about this? Like, how do I keep myself from getting fucking raped? I probably didn't say that. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, okay, oh, excuse me, sir, we have, uh, we have, we have a whistle that we can sell you. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> World of Warcraft rape whistle yeah. is a blue item. <laughs> oh, man, I used to, when I did play that game for a few months, I really, there was this crazy whistle you could get that when you used it, it would make everyone in the immediate vicinity start dancing and oh, they yeah. couldn't do anything about it until they moved. And I would just take that into the fucking auction house and just <laughs> leave my character there like forever and just keep using the ability and people got so pissed. There's was... a new version of that in the current expansion where you put down a train set and everyone does the train emote. Going, oh, woo, woo. God. Jeez, that's <laughs> and horrible. everyone is, is driven mad by it. <laughs> but they are introducing in the next patch, I think, something where you can bring out a little robot that destroys it. What? That's amazing. It <laughs> <laughs> should just turn into a cold war with every yeah. other, you know, you've got the little the bigger robot. But then and yeah, you introduce the the, the, like, the the sort of fembot that dances then makes that robot dance that <laughs> makes everyone else start yeah. Yeah. I'd play um, that. That's awesome. I wouldn't play that. I, I have been playing it, I mean. Uh. 
Jake can't keep his bullshit straight. So I uh, I called the guy on the phone and uh, <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, just remove the credit card from the account and just don't sign into it. You know, don't sign into the game and uh, hopefully nothing will happen. But probably what will happen is uh, is um, in a couple months you will be reported for fraudulent uh, credit card things and then we'll ban your account. And I was like, okay, well, how do I do this? Yeah, like, I'm like, well, can we just like pretend that just happened right now already so we can just go through whatever steps need to be done to rectify this? Like, I mean, can't you just check this now before that happens so nah. that like, you know, I mean, I'm not bullshit. Like, why would I be calling? It's weird. And so you placed a call two months ago insinuating that you might be using a fraudulent account. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> Eventually you're out on the street. All your friends hate you. You're, it just turns into a horrible film noir where you're now in jail for this right. yeah exactly that would be amazing and so I, i'm like well <laughs> thanks jake <laughs> like, i would love that and so uh and i'm like jesus well i mean is there i mean can we just sort of like go, can i is there like an appeal process that i can start is there something that we can do it's like oh well maybe it won't happen and i'm like well you just, <laughs> you just told me that it probably would like what do you mean and and he's like well it might not and it was very clear this guy just didn't actually want to take the time to like you know what i mean like clearly there's a some kind of process but it probably requires paperwork or something on his part and he sort of just immediately switched into um i, I to... think it'll probably i think it'll probably be okay I, I think you probably don't have to worry about it um uh... <laughs> did it oh what's this fraudulent activity on your account <laughs> i don't want to have to click that that, that box yeah. on your account it, <laughs> and so i don't know what's gonna happen i guess my account is some kind of stupid time bomb it, the only reason it bothers me is because now the whole the whole fucking reason I even noticed this is because I tied all my Blizzard accounts together, and now, so now the result <laughs> is that if this fucking happens, all my Blizzard games are like all my CD keys from like ten years of Blizzard games are going to be banned. So that's retarded. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't occur, but it, apparently it probably will. So I, I so posted I, about this on Shack, and a dude actually sent me a message and said the exact same thing happened <laughs> to him. And he still has not been able to recover his account from Blizzard's ban thing. So, so if if burglar, if you are listening to this. Please either stop or do something extraordinarily fraudulent so the other shoe can drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I removed his credit card, so we'll see if he adds it again. I don't know. Maybe he can't because you've changed the password. Hopefully. Well, the account name has changed too now because it all got it all the whole thing changed. So hopefully he doesn't try it again. I mean, hopefully he just moves on to someone else and makes their life horrible. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was a weird thing that happened to me on GDC. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened during GDC today. It was weird. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Are we? Did are you we say anything else? Oh, well, didn't you go to the uh, keynote? Oh, yeah. I went. <laughs> Kojima delivered a keynote. I don't know. Some people seem to like it. I, it wasn't bad. I, I guess, but it it wasn't that exciting to me. He sort of just went through the history of the Metal Gear franchise, just starting with the first Metal Gear and sort of talking about when he made each one and kind of what his assignment for each game was, like what Konami wanted out of each one. Like, you know, make a action game, make a 3D action game, which was impossible on the MSX2, which was the system that had the first Metal Gear. So it moved on to PS1 and he made Metal Gear Solid. And then he was supposed to make the sequel on PS1, but it, it ended up being postponed to PS2. It was just kind of all of that, like the sort of history stuff. But I kind of figured you could probably get most of that from like Wikipedia or something. Like I was, I, like yeah. what they did with the the Miyamoto keynote uh, was that last ago. year or is that two ago. years ago? Yeah. What about did you go it? to that one? It was basically the exact same thing where everyone was uh, super hyped to go and see a keynote delivered by Miyamoto, and it was just uh, he just said many crazy a things. history of him. Not really crazy things. It was no, it was just like I did. I didn't miss. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> It's yeah. like I look at things and then I think about games to do with them. Oh, and I show I them. Do. I show them to my wife. Yep. Oh, actually, I, I thought that had some interesting stuff in it. That one. I remember now what you're talking about. Because I, I mean, at least that that's getting into like an unusual sort of facet personal, of design. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I would have liked if Kojima had actually gone into more stuff like that, which I, I didn't think he did really. I heard some people say that the uh, the Kojima video during the GDC awards, the Kojima Mega sixty four video, oh, may, yeah. have been, may have been more entertaining slash interesting than. His keynote. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Did anyone else notice that when uh, Kojima was 
accepting that Lifetime Achievement Award that the audience was completely split on whether they were going to give him a standing ovation or not. Yeah. Which it is the, not happening, the right? only it time... There was a scattering of the only time I've ever, you were, I've ever there seen wasn't it. One. Yeah, in front of me, there was the a bar of people, area. and then yeah. behind me, no one was doing it. It was like a weird oh, kind really? of stripe thing. People were That's like, oh, I don't well, know if I should be here Well, it was interesting because he, when he first went up, he got huge applause. And then, like, one of the first things he said, because usually at the... Fuck you. Well, what? He, yeah, it was weird. No one expected that. Uh, you know, but a lot of times when you get guys like that up there, they sort of... It's it's like giving a, it's like giving a I don't know, State of the Union speech or something. Like, there's a lot of applause lines. Like, they'll say something, and then they'll get huge applause just after the end of a sentence because the crowd gets into whatever it is they're saying. And, and Kojima went up and got huge applause at the beginning, and then he started saying, there's still... You know, I'd still like in my life to to make a movie and, like, you know, and write a book. And, and then that sort of, like, no applause like, was present at that line. Like, it was... And then he's like, and yeah, you know, maybe make some games, too. Well, he did add that on at the yeah, end. Yeah, I know. And then, and, then he, and he went on and he's like, and I, I just hope that one day... Uh, video games can be as meaningful to people as, as like as movies or or, well, as, as other <laughs> or books and music. Yeah, right. And and it was really weird. Like those lines got negative applause. Like you could <laughs> hear, you could hear people not applauding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know uh, what that sounds like. like. Both, both of you <laughs> understood negative. Applause. Doing the hand gestures of <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that happened. <laughs> You are the one guy trying to start a slow negative right. clap. <laughs> if, we played, if we played this the other way around, it would be me going... And then I would join and in. Then you and then you would join in, and then it would die. <laughs> so that's great. Please reverse that, except it would be BS going... <laughs> <laughs> with our mouths, unfortunately. You mean we can't so, perfectly replicate a reverse clap with our mouths? I, yeah, it's too bad. It's just, it's just a slow uh, beating up of someone. <laughs> 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 I wish there an old man being startled at the beginning. <laughs> well, this, someone's getting beaten up. I mean, is it? Uh, um, I heard in that game Braid, you can rewind time. Uh, uh, oh, it's a burn meme. Um, meta. You burned. You meme. have to burn the meme. Sorry. You are kidding. So uh, <laughs> we're back from that break, and now we're leaving. So, <laughs> there you go, one. All right, we'll we'll have another one of these up soon, pretty soon. Bye. What are you doing? And I, know, I forgot how to Looney talk. Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 what is that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were backwards clapping earlier. I forget why. Video game. Negative applause. Like you could hear, the- you could hear people not applauding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help, but I'm will be free. Maybe kill yourself. We'll be again.